Hello, welcome back to Relate Your Research. It's been a good few months um, and I've been a little silent for a few reasons, which I will get into in this podcast. Um, but really, this is just a summary. It's a bit of a catch up and um, it'll be the last of the series um, until we reignite in the coming months. I'll explain why and um, yeah, if you're here, thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of my story, being a part of Relate Your Research and everything that it's meant over the last two years. I can't believe it. Um, so for those of you that are new to the podcast, I started this podcast in 2019. Wow, crazy. Um, Pre-pandemic and um, pre-kind of anything quite like it in South Africa. It was the first social work research podcast on um, Apple iTunes and um, yeah, I just look back and I see such growth um, over the time. Some really amazing conversations that have happened and ultimately a lot of growth. I hope that you have benefited from the stories, from the lessons that have been learnt and shared on this podcast, and I hope that it inspired you to go and do some of your own research or to understand research in a better way. So the purpose of this podcast was came out of a place of me listening to a lot of other podcasts about research and postgraduate courses, programs, um, and lacking or feeling like there was a gap um, where these these conversations were lacking a South African flavor, they were lacking some South African context, and I was really excited to be part of generating that kind of content. Over 2019-2020, I piloted my first podcast, um, and that episode reached over a thousand viewers um, or listeners. A thousand downloads is such an accomplishment, and I look back and I'm just in awe. So thank you for those of you who were part of that initial kind of launch and really making it something. Over the year um, of 2020, obviously no one predicted what 2020 was going to look like, uh, but I was so grateful to still be able to podcast. We um, released about 16 um, to 18 episodes of varying topics. There was a lot of focus on ECD and education, um, which is obviously one of my fields of speciality, but also we spoke about disability, we spoke about um, HIV, we spoke about lunch boxes for schools, <laughs> we spoke about neoliberalism um, in the social work NGO context, we spoke about, yeah, a lot, the poverty line. I mean, um, I'll put a link in the description to our archive because you can go back and see all these, epi listen to all these episodes. And um, along the way, the heart of this podcast was really to share research. And I think I learned a lot. I was finishing my PhD at the time. Um, it was really inspiring to hear these stories, to understand from various levels of research, whether it was professional researchers, whether it was postgraduate students, masters, doctoral students. There was just such a variety, and I really enjoyed the... Um, the mix match smarty box of discussions and conversations and um, 
and victories that had happened over time. There were some projects that were really well funded and there were some projects that weren't funded at all. Um, and the impression that I got from all these people were that they just really were passionate about the, their subject matter. So that was something that I thought I would start this start today's session and reflection on is just how inspiring it is when you meet someone that's passionate. I had some amazing personal growth last year in that I had a baby. It's my first child and uh, yeah, such a blessing and joy. So the 13th of January, which is almost a year ago to this day, can't believe it. The um yeah the little beauty that is Lila Renarsen came into the world and I share this with you because I kept it quite on the down low for a really long time during 2020 um I was unsure of how my networks would take to me being pregnant and I still wanted to keep up as much work as possible I was doing a bit of freelance work and it's always such an interesting thing navigating these kinds of decisions um, because they're personal but they do start to affect your life um, and so I had a question on my Instagram recently about how did I navigate um, having a baby and juggling finishing my PhD and so I thought I would share with you a few thoughts on the year and what it took um, to do that so yeah a lot of planning does help and planning ahead is really efficient um, and if I hadn't been as far ahead in my PhD as I was when I did have Lila I think it would have been a lot more challenging to finish but basically I wrote my whole final chapter with Lila in the carrier on me it was really special um, hard work I did a lot of my work at like 3 a.m. in the morning after her 3 a.m. feed. And people kept asking me, like, how are you doing it? How are you doing it? And I guess in some ways you just do what you need to do. But in other ways, um, I was really inspired to finish. I had, I had a deadline. I needed to get it done. I had to graduate December. And this had to happen. So on we, on we went. Um, I must admit that a baby carrier and the concept of baby wearing was not unfamiliar to me, but I'd obviously never tried it, never having had a child before. And I'm so grateful that I did do that because it really did give me extra hands and extra hours of writing time and time to process and reflect. I think that would be my second point is that I did take off quite a bit of time too. I definitely took some maternity leave and um, to all the new moms out there, like use your time with your baby, like do what you need to do, skin to skin every day. Like the attachment you are forming is so invaluable. And I look back on that time and I'm really grateful that I didn't have the pressure of um, having to go back to work straight away. So I was in a very, very, very privileged position in that regard, and I'm grateful. So I think the next kind of point would be that it really does take a village to raise a child, and I'm grateful for the support of the people around us, the encouragement, my parents, um, my husband, you know, the, the people who, my brother, the people who step in to fill gaps that you don't even know are there sometimes. Um, friends from afar who would phone and encourage me. So um, for new mums out there or, or people that are, are 
considering having a baby and um, endeavoring to also do some kind of research or even just work part-time it's a real juggling act and it involves it involves a lot more people than just you and I had underestimated that uh, initially so yeah that was definitely a life lesson and as Lila's getting bigger now to one year birthday on Wednesday and um, I'm look back and I'm really glad that we got help when we needed it and yeah the importance of allowing your child to love and get to know the people that care for them and for you to trust that when they're with someone that's not you that that they love them too is is quite a journey and then also in terms of um needing support like want to highlight how significant it is that you have academic support um your supervisor obviously being numero uno there um but also you know peers that are going through the course with you they can always be really helpful um a really handy editor i had the most phenomenal editor i had the most phenomenal um support editor who um also did my references if you are ever needing some links <laughs> or or some referrals i'm always happy to share and really if i look back i i want to honor those people because they made my work easy people to help you with transcriptions whatever the case may be um use your services use the writing center at your universities use the library you know um yeah i mean these are, are fantastic resources and there are human resources linked to these resources and we should be accessing that so yeah i i will put some links in into the description of um, some of the people that i have utilized as a support crew along the way but i also used the writing center at my university and that was just an invaluable experience honestly um to be able to see the benefit time and time again of reviewing my own work and looking at the way I write. Because in essence, when you are a researcher, your skill is, is writing. You are narrating a story um, of data. And I think I learned very like fast and hard that if I wasn't willing to improve my writing skill, my research also wasn't going to improve either. So that was an, um, a good lesson learned. I also learned when to take a break and when to enjoy the downtime. Um, I had about six months of not working, only doing research and, and loving my baby. And I'm very grateful that I didn't have to rush back into a work um, place situation. Uh, like a nine to five and the world of work has changed so much the pandemic made that possible um, for many many people and so if you're able to work from home do it if you're given time to go be at home with your baby take it um, don't apologize you know and um, I think in preparation it's really helpful to know what your priorities for the year are and to keep those goals really close to you but also to remember how important it is to then be flexible to um know that sometimes your baby needs you all morning and that's that you know um and 
so yeah, I really want to encourage moms that are feeling guilty about not going back to work or feeling the pressure to be back at work ASAP that um, you'll never get that time back, you know. And I look back now and I'm so, I am so grateful. So with the right amount of timing and the right amount of support, it really is possible. Um, yeah. What else? I guess... Um, the the final kind of leg of my my research involved a defense and um my, and the preparation for that was quite stressful at at certain points lila being away from me for a certain amount of time while i did the defense was also something that i had to plan and um yeah get my mom to come and be with lila um, so there was some planning and some support that was necessary. And once again, it's like, you can't do this on your own. You know, society is telling us time and time again that we're supposed to be, you know, independent and do this thing. But in, in years gone past, mothers always had the support of their communities. So we should be accessing that kind of support, especially if we're going to juggle a thesis in the mix of it. So, yeah, um, I guess my last comment is is a statement that someone um, by the name of Eric Atmore, he was one of the the guests I had in in the um, Relate Your Research ECD series. He said it in his episode, and it stuck with me. And that's just do it. You know, there's no point in waiting. If this is something you want to do, go do it. And yes, there are challenges and yes, there are hurdles, but I look back and I'm so grateful for the personal journey um, and the professional journey that came from doing my PhD. So no regrets in that regard. So yeah, I hope that um, this closeout message leaves you inspired. If I can do it, you can definitely do it. Um, there's lots of lessons to be learned, you know, um, and it definitely wasn't an easy road but it's a road that I, I look back on very, really fondly so I wish you all the most incredible 2022 and um, I will touch base and catch up with you later on in the year thanks for listening thank you for helping me to make research relatable